and pray for the hand you're holding. Father, we thank you for this hand that we're holding. We pray now, Lord, that you would speak directly to them, that you would surpass the natural ear and that you would speak to their spirits. We pray, Lord, that anything that has died prematurely, that this word would wake it up again. Wake up passion, wake up purpose, wake up joy in the name of Jesus the Christ. We thank you, Father, for what you're getting ready to do. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Look at Isaiah, stay there, musicians. 43 and the 14th verse. This is what the Lord says. Your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, for your sakes I will send an army against Babylon forcing the Babylonians to flee in those ships they are so proud of. I am the Lord, your Holy One, Israel's creator and king. I am the Lord who opened a way through the waters, making a dry path through the sea. I called forth the mighty army of Egypt with all its chariots and horses. I drew them beneath the waves, and they drowned. Their lives snuffed out like a smoldering candlewick. But forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I am getting ready to do. Can I prophesy to you in this house? that everything that God has done up till now is nothing to be compared for what he's getting ready to do. Come on, look at the text. God have done some great things for the Israelites prior, prior, but he's telling them, forget all that because it's nothing compared to what I'm getting ready to do for you in this next season. Look what it says in 18. It says, forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I am going to do. For I am going to do something new. See, it have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. The wild animals in the field will thank me. The jackals and owls too for giving them water in desert. Yes, I will make rivers in dry wasteland so my chosen people can be refreshed. I have made Israel for myself and they will someday honor me before the whole world. I want to preach for about 15 minutes If my body gives me the strength, we'll preach longer. But I want to preach for about 15 minutes on the topic. God is getting ready to do something new in your life. God is getting ready to do something new in your life. Look what the Bible is telling us. It's telling us to forget the former things. 
Do not dwell on your past. Now, for some people, that is an encouraging word, and for others, it might be a discouraging word because all of your success is located in your past. And many people are trying to see their future based on how their past success was. And for many others, it's an encouraging word because your past has been completely crazy. Your past has been completely difficult. Your past has been amazingly challenging. You've been through some things that you've never told anyone. You've been through some things that cause you pain to talk about again. You've been through some things that you would want to forget and never recall again. And so for some of you, it's encouraging to know that you can forget it because God is getting ready to do something new for you. But I've come to prophesy to every attendee in this room this afternoon that regardless of what your past was whether it was good bad or indifferent you have something to celebrate about because what God is getting ready to do it's getting ready to be better than what he's done before you have to understand something here that God will never tell us to forget something unless he's getting ready, my God, unless he's getting ready to forgive us something. You don't hear what I'm trying to tell you. God is trying to get us to a place where we stop holding on and gripping on to the things that we think are a necessity for our future. And so what God tries to tell us today is what happened then is what you won't need now. I'm trying to preach because I, I really just want to talk to you for a couple seconds. But there's a prophetic word for you, woman of God, sitting behind the uh, 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 Fabian and his wife. There's a prophetic word for you, my God, that the Lord says to you this day to uh, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. He's getting ready to call you out of some things and thrust you into some things. And even for you, the last three years have been terrifying and tormenting, but I hear the Lord say to you this day that this will be a new day for you that the old has passed away it's like you're being new in Christ again he said celebrate like this is a new in Christ for you because everything that happened in your past there has been torment that has tried to break you down mentally but I hear the Lord saying this is a new season for you God is getting ready to restore some things from you I'm going to try to hold it a little bit because God is literally writing your life story in front of me. What he wants us to understand, Chain Center, is that even as a church, we can't get stuck in what was. We can't get stuck in how service used to be. We can't get stuck at the encounters we used to have. We can't get stuck at the experiences that we used to have. And I'm going to help you understand why. Because if a church is the church of the Lord Jesus, then we should never be saying it was better then. Let me tell you. Our conversation should never be, it used to be hot back then. It used to be lit back then. You know, I've been hanging around some of the younger people a little bit. 
you know, they ain't youth, but they're younger than I am. And they, you know, use these words lit and all kind of stuff that I still can't define. But, <laughs> but I know lit means good or something. And so sometimes I can find myself in a conversation saying, when we was in the house, it used to be like this. When we was in the seven-day Adventist church, it used to be like this. And God spoke to me one day and said, if you keep talking about what used to be, then you disqualify what could be. You don't hear what I'm trying to tell you. If you keep talking about what things used to be like, then you shut your vision on your ability to see what things could be like. Oh, it used to be good back in the day. Back in the day, ain't nothing to be compared to today. Back in the day is nothing to be compared to your today. But the problem is we look at what back in the day afforded us and we compare it to what we lack today. But what you lack today is a testimony for what you're going to have tomorrow. You have to understand something that when you're in a season of transition, God is always trying to get you to the place where where you are is uncomfortable. Because when things start to get uncomfortable for you, it's because greater is coming for you. Because you're outgrowing, my God, you're outgrowing the parameters of where you are in your life right now. Forget those former things. Forget it. If it happened yesterday, forget it. If it happened last year, forget it. You know, some people are so stuck on their past achievements and past accomplishments. Yeah, when I was in high school, I was eighth grade prom king. But you out of shape now. You don't look the same. You older. Yeah, I was popular in high school, but you ain't popular now. When I was in high school, all the girls want me, but they ain't want you now. <laughs> you got to forget those former things because it will hijack your potential for your future. Did you hear what I said? You have to forget those former things because it will hijack the potential of your future. You got to constantly be thinking ahead. Oh, he did that then, so he ain't going to repeat himself. He's going to do better. Oh, come on, somebody. Come on. If God blessed you with a car that you could afford back then, then stop going to the dealership with that same testimony. Oh, he's going to give me another car I can afford. No, how about he give you something you can't afford for a price you can't afford? No, if he blessed you with a Honda last year, he's going to bless you with a BMW this year. Some of us, watch this. Some of us, our faith is so tied to what God did for us back then. But every time God do something for us, he wants to outdo himself. He wants to show you, listen, that was 2016 faith. That's 2017 faith. 
But what I'm getting ready to do in 2018, you haven't seen in 2017. You haven't seen in 2016. I know you thought it was good in 15, but you ain't seen it. Listen, listen, that, that's what, that's, that's what he's trying to tell the Israelites. And he's trying to tell us today, I know what happened in your past might have been good for you then. But it's nothing to be compared to what's getting ready to happen for you tomorrow. So, so how do I embrace the new? How do I embrace this? Because you see how happy y'all got? As soon as I start seeing coming out of 2017 and going into, ah, ooh, yeah, say it. But watch this. If you're not taught properly how to transition, then though you went into 2018, your mindset is still in 2017. Change. Real change for a believer is not predicated on chronological time. Real change for a believer is predicated on how quick you're able to shift your thinking. Oh, my God. No, no, because, okay, because I don't believe that. Well, how many over 20? Raise your hand if you're over 20. Now, if you're thinking in your 20s like you thought in your teens, we got a problem. Yes, we do. How many over 30? Raise your hand. Real strong. If you're thinking in your 30s like you were in your 20s, something is wrong. So if chronologically, naturally, we have to change our thinking, change our mentality that will accommodate our maturity and our age, then such as it is in the realm of the spirit, that when God wants to do something new, I have to start thinking new. I got to change. Number one, I got to change my focus. We're going to have a whole lot of people shouting on midnight at 2017 New Year's Eve service. But in 2018, watch this. I'm going to teach you for a couple minutes. Watch this. Your life is in a very synchronized pattern. Your life is in a very synchronized pattern. And if you evaluate your life, where you were in January this year was the same place you was in in January the prior year. In February, in March, in April, your years, when you really start to think about it, it kind of repeats itself. Around this time, I start wanting to do this again. Around this time, I start wanting to do that again. Around this time, I start wanting to go here again. And this time of the year, I make plans. But by this time of the year, I don't fulfill those plans. But then by this time of the year, I get a good idea again. But then in that time of the year, I don't fulfill those good ideas. It's a pattern. Because you, watch this, because you have not consciously grabbed a hold of your mentality and say, no, 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 you can't go in this year thinking like you did in the former years. I got to rechange my focus that what God wants to do for me tomorrow, I can't think like I think today. Let me help you with something. It says change your focus. You got to quit looking behind you. 
Can I help many of you with something? That many of us have a really difficult time looking, not looking behind us. We have a really difficult time not looking at what's behind us. Because if it was fairly easy to look ahead, many of us would be a lot further than we are. Can I, can I just talk to single people for just this statement? Many single people would be married by now, but your past is what you keep staring at. So you're afraid to look at what's in front of you, which means you got to retrust, 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 retrust. You got to constantly change your focus and embrace what God is getting ready to do. And it's not in your shout ability. Now, you can shout and get excited spiritually, but that won't help it. We could have a real powerful moment right now. God is getting ready to shift your 2018. Eyes have not yet. And when those tongues have stopped, you don't know what to do. How? How do I embrace this new year and this new me? Give your neighbor a low five and say, because I'm not going to be who you see me today. Come on, give your neighbor another low five and say, the me you see today will not be the me you see tomorrow. Number one, you got to change your focus in order to embrace this new year, this new thing that God is getting ready to do. Number two, you have to let go of past failures. Let go of past failures. Because that's some of the things that hinder you from trying again. Well, I tried and it didn't work. Try again. Because there are, time, there are times and there are seasons. And watch this. What may not have worked in one season, it will work in another. When, when what is the man name that started KFC? Colonel Sanders? If Colonel Sanders created KFC in 2017, they would be bankrupt in two weeks. Because don't nobody like their fried chicken. Who still go to KFC? Wave your hand. Wave your hand. <laughs> See? Bankrupt. Only three of y'all. <laughs> Who go to Wingstop? Raise your hand. Who go to ATL Wings? Raise your hand. See what I'm saying? KFC. Bankrupt. <laughs> Who go to Popeyes? See? See what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? So what does that mean? What, how are they still in business? Because in the season when he created KFC, all the women started to go to work, so he knew that family still wanted to have a home-cooked meal. So I have to create a meal that substitute for the woman not being in the kitchen. Seasons and times, what worked then won't work now. Gotta help you. So, so nobody want KFC fried chicken no more. It's dry. 
<laughs> Eat it and watch you get sick. <laughs> but watch this. Watch this. Let let somebody right now open up a a health 101 lose weight in 24 hours restaurant. It's gonna blow up because everybody vegan now, everybody vegetarian now, everybody giving up meat now. It's trendy. It's the new thing. So you can't open up something that worked 10 years ago for a generation that's current and now. All these health spots is blowing up. I ain't never seen so many smoothie spots. You want to go get something to eat? Yeah, where you about to go? Nutrition 101? <laughs> there was, no, hear me, seriously now. There was a day where people didn't mind getting fat. Now everybody's trying to lose weight. Everybody's trying to watch what they eat. Oh, they putting cancer in meat. Y'all give up that meat. Everything is, is, is so different now. So what am I saying to you? That things change with seasons and with times. Such as it is with your life. So if you take what God has done then and take that mindset into what he's getting ready to do now, you're going to be missing out on the greatest blessings that you've ever walked into. You're going to be missing out on some of the greatest miracles, on some of the greatest opportunities. Can I help you understand something? Many times you know it's God when it doesn't look like what it used to look like. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There are so many things that God is getting ready to do that will maneuver. So that way, because if, watch this, if God done everything like he used to do it, in your life, if he repeats himself and duplicates himself over and over again, then that won't challenge your faith. You'll have God on this clock, this, t- this thing. Yep, he's going to do it like that. Yep. Oh, I ain't even got to pray. He's going to do it like that. So God maneuvers and shifts and rearranges so that way your faith stays current. Your faith stays charged. To forget about your past failures. I don't care what didn't work then. Somebody say it's going to work now. It's going to work now. I don't care what didn't work then. It's going to work now. When God releases a word that I'm getting ready to do a new thing, the things, my God, that God has purposed in your heart to do, you can do it again. Let's go to point three. You got to change your focus. You got to let go of your past failures. And you cannot live on yesterday's faith. If you're going to embrace the new and embrace what God is getting ready to do in your life, you cannot live on yesterday's faith. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? Yesterday's faith was for yesterday's faith. You need new faith. You need stronger faith. When God told us to 
okay, let's go this way. When God told me to start a Bible study, that didn't take the faith it took when he said move into this building. When he said start a Bible study, that took faith for me because I didn't know who I was starting it with. And our first night, 12 people showed up. The faith it took to go into a house was not the faith it took to move out of the house. Now, we could have stayed in the house. And when God was trying to unction us to do new things, we could have stayed in the house. But we knew we had it to move. And let me help you understand something. Geographical changing does not mean your mind has changed. There are many people that have made geographical transitions, but their mind is still stuck where they came from. That's like you, you know, that, that's, watch this. Can I help some of you spiritual people? That's why some of you can grow spiritually, but still deal with emotional instability. So your tongues got better, but you're still emotional. You can prophesy, but you got crazy thoughts. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You got faithful and you're giving, but you're still, you hear what I'm saying? So you can grow spiritually and something about your natural man still don't change. So one part of you just can't change and the other one stays the same because they both don't go automatically. You have to be very conscious when you're transitioning. Even as we're, as we're preaching this, that God wants to do something new. So my question to God is, what is it going to require of me? Are oh, you hear what I'm telling you? What is it going to require of me to not miss the shift? We moved out of the Seventh-day Adventist Church into a building that, I can tell y'all, was $1,500 a month. When I got a pastor whose rent is like 40000 a month or something. 40000 a month, something like that. And here I am, I don't know how we're going to pay 1500 a month. Then we, we master that. And what I mean by master, meaning we had money in the bank. $1,500 wasn't nothing. How much musicians were on a Sunday? Boom. <laughs> but when he said, come here, I said, how much the musicians make? <laughs> and our budget tripled. If I would have went into this building with the faith I went into the $1,500 building, we would have been out of this building already. You're not hearing what I'm telling you. You're not hearing what I'm telling you. That your faith has to shift with your future. Oh, my God. I just said something right there that ought to make you really run around this building. That your faith has to shift with your future. So we're going to come here to this building, all right. Then they tell us we need $10,000 to stay. I said, 
We used all we had to get in. $10,000 to stay. I said, okay. They said, fill out this application, and uh, when you get approved, this is the down payment you need. I told Minister Tim and Danny, I said, I said, just when I was getting ready to fill out the paperwork, the Holy Ghost said, don't fill it out. <laughs> I said, now, it doesn't make sense because they told me I had until tomorrow to get this in. Am I lying? And if I don't get it in, it was two other pastors that was going to get the building. But the Holy Ghost is telling me don't fill out the paper. So I listened like I try to do, and I didn't fill it out. Well, Monday came, nothing happened. Tuesday came, nothing happened. The Holy Ghost said, call the landlord and schedule a meeting. Don't submit the application. Call the landlord and schedule a meeting. I said, okay. I called. They're my witness. I called, and they said to me, That's a, you, you ain't going to be able to meet with this man. That's impossible. He's, he's busy. Oh, that, you're never going to be able to meet with him. I said, well, the Holy Ghost. No, they said, they said, our setup is you fill out the application. We approve you. You give us a down payment. And then if there's a need, we can maybe set up a, a meeting with the landlord. You're going outside of our pr protocol. I said, well, my protocol is the Holy Ghost says, and I go. So I said, we'll see what we can do. We'll, we'll see what we can do. Long story short, they called me back and said, we got a meeting for you. The day I was scheduled to meet, the Holy Ghost says, don't go. <laughs> now, let me tell you something. <laughs> let me tell you, I literally got in my car to get ready to go. Told my job, I'm getting ready to leave. Got in the car, and the Holy Ghost said, don't go. I said, well, it was difficult to get this meeting. I called them. I said, I can't make it. I said, I can't make it. They said, we don't know when you can have another one. I said, well, you know. Two weeks went by, the Holy Ghost said on a Thursday, call them. I said, all right, I'm going to call. When I called, they said, well, you can come and meet this day. The day came, I said, can I go, Holy Ghost? He said, go. I went, sat down in the office. I don't know if Tim and Danny was with me. I'm not sure if one of y'all was with me. And he said, there's something about you and that you're doing something that you're supposed to be doing. And because of that, I'm going to waive the $10,000 deposit. Now, watch this. He asked me, he, in his office, he asked me, what made you come I said my faith my faith but the faith in front of him facing 10,000 wasn't the faith in front of the other landlord facing 1,500 see when your future is getting ready to get greater your faith has to go with it no 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 you, you don't hear what I'm trying to tell you Get rid of that little ABC Sesame Street faith and grab a hold to mega faith. You don't hear what I'm trying to tell you. Grab a hold of a faith that will make you question, am I hearing right? 
You ain't got no faith if what you hearing don't make you question your own ability to hear. If what you hearing, ooh, that was God. I'm going to go ahead and do it. You ain't heard right. But when you hear something from God and what you're looking at is nothing looking like what you heard, then you can grab a hold of that word. You sure you told me this? When am I supposed to do this? How am I supposed to do this? This all I got. You sure? See, if you ain't got no questions for your faith, I question whether you heard. Listen. When God is getting ready to do a new thing in your life. It's going to require new faith. New faith. The faith that got me healed ain't the faith that's going to take for me to raise the dead. Okay. It, is, it has to be increased. It has to be increased. I just was on a phone yesterday with uh, a lady that has been kind of following my ministry. And um, I can be, I'm very inviting, but I can be very standoffish at the same time, especially the weird people, you know. So I have this idea, you can't take it because it's already out there. But I have this idea to, there's 17,000 kids in foster care in Arizona. I have an idea by in three years to legally adopt 200 of them. And by doing that, I want to have many houses in different cities. Now, the reason I want to legally adopt them is because that way they can't ever leave my house. If I don't adopt them, then they can come get them and put them in another foster home. But I want to have complete authority from the time they come in to the time they're 18, so that way I can raise them up to be who God has called them to be and not just try to collect no check. So I've been saying, how am I going to get these houses? You know, how am I going to get all these houses? So a lady called me yesterday, and she was saying how she has two houses, one here and then one in Atlanta, and she don't know what she want to do with them. And I heard the Holy Ghost say, tell her this is what you need to do with those houses. I said, I know what you need to do. Sell both of them. She said, sell both? Then where am I going to live? I said, you're going to open up houses for me. We're going to go into partnership." You're going to open up houses for me. You're going to have the houses. I'm going to have the money and the program and the kids. And I said, and if you give me a year after opening up the first house, you won't ever have to go back and work. She said, I'm going to call my realtor and call you back. She called my realtor and said, we're going to put both houses up for sale. What house should we get? I said, we're going to get a house in Maricopa. Okay, you don't hear what I'm trying to tell you. You don't hear what I'm trying to tell you. The faith it took then is not the faith it took now. I'm a thousandaire now, but I'm trying to get millions. And the faith it took to get a thousand is not the faith it's going to take to get a million and have influence in the city. You just got to, I mean, because I'm hearing myself tell her what I'm going to do with her money and her houses. And in your head, you're like, are you crazy? But faith makes you ask yourself, are you crazy? 
faith, real faith makes you question, are you crazy? Go ahead, you're going to embarrass yourself. That's what faith, you know, when it's real faith. Your flesh starts saying, you're going to embarrass yourself. Go ahead and move in that church. You're going to be in a year. They're going to be talking about you went back to the cafeteria. <laughs> but look at somebody and say, God sustained us. Because anytime you embrace new, he sustains you. You can stay in old and you be responsible for your sustainability. But if you want to move with God, anytime he unctions you to go with the new, he will sustain you in the new. Stand on your feet. I'm done.